Well, hey, everybody, and a very big welcome. If you're joining us from wherever you are in the world, thank you so much for coming along here this weekend as we celebrate baptisms at every location, even here online at Victory Life Church. It's awesome that we can join together as a body from wherever we are in the world. So a very big welcome to you. For those of you who are in the room, a very big welcome. Thank you so much for coming in and celebrating this momentous occasion of being able to celebrate what we believe through the experience of water baptism. Let's jump into some prayer and then we'll jump into the word and see what the Lord has got in store for us today and what he's going to change in our hearts as we continue to journey with him in relationship. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We're amazed by you. We glorify you. Father, as we come to this place of just taking a moment to think of you, to allow you to review our hearts, check us, guide us and lead us, We open up our minds and our hearts to the wonder of the celebration of Jesus, you at the cross, the resurrection, and now we celebrate you as our risen King. Father, thank you that you made this relationship with you possible through the wonder of Jesus Christ. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, baptism is quite a, a big thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's something in scripture that's been mentioned and is spoken of. Jesus himself said, hey, you need to be water baptized. And there's a whole lot of scripture which speaks about water baptism and what water baptism means for the believer. It's a time that we take a moment to celebrate what God has already done on the inside of us. And when we have a look at this water baptism process, now you might be sitting at home thinking, how can I be part of water baptism? I'm, I'm here in this country, or I'm in that country, I'm a long way away from Victory Life Church where I can be physically baptized. Well, if you haven't already done so, please feel free to reach out to us in the chat room right now. We'd love to be able to just talk you through how we can help you still be water baptized from wherever you are in the world. For those of us, for those of you at least who have already reached out to us and are celebrating baptism today. Don't forget to take some pictures because that celebration we would love to share with you. We've been journeying with some of you from around the world and readying you for baptism and you've made your own arrangements in your own homes to be water baptized and we just want to celebrate you and celebrate with you. But this step of water baptism is not just about water baptism. In fact, it's better to have a look at baptism by looking at the word baptism because the, the water is one of the forms of baptism that scripture mentions. And so today we're going to take a look at what does it mean? What is the process that we go on as a Christian when we get baptized? Because there's a different number of different forms of baptism. So you might be sitting at home saying to yourself, well, I've already been water baptized. You might be here in the audience and, and getting wet and getting baptized is not something that you're going to do today because you've already done it. Well, there's more in store for you when it comes to your baptism than just a moment about getting wet or having water baptism happen to you. The scene was set by Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 28, verse 9 and 20. He said, 
said to us, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So part of Jesus's commission to us was that if we were gonna make disciples, if we were gonna be disciples, there was already two forms of baptism and he alone mentioned. He said, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. It was a process of being baptized into getting to know the Godhead. He said, hey, I want you to completely immerse them in who the Father is, who the Holy Spirit is, and who I am. And when he gave that grand commission to his disciples, those disciples had already gone through that process. They'd already started getting to know the Father because they had seen Jesus. Remember Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Well, they had already gone through a process of becoming immersed in who the Father and who the Father's love for them, what it looked like. But then they began to get immersed in the Father because they began to get immersed in Jesus. And we know that Jesus said, and we're gonna get to this a little bit later, Jesus said that, hey, once I leave, you're going to get to know the Holy Spirit. You see, baptism is not just about being baptized in water. Baptism is about constantly being immersed in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's obvious, though, according to Jesus, when he set out this, this baptism process, that he was really serious about us doing this. As believers, he said, you've got to do this. This is something that's going to have to happen if you wish to become my disciples. If we neglect this term baptism in Scripture, well, then we are going to be falling short of what Jesus has asked us to do and accomplish in that scripture of Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. The two baptisms that are most prevalent in scripture, the ones we know of is water baptism, and then the one some of us shy away from a little bit, it's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. In 1 Peter 3 and verse 21, it says this, and that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The very first sentence in that scripture in 1 Peter 3 and verse 21 says, and that water is a picture of baptism. I want you just to think of that term for a moment, that water is a picture of baptism. And I want you to go back to the last sentence of Jesus' great commission, which says, obey everything that I have commanded you. You see, in scripture, water is often referred to as the word. It's, it's often referred to in, in Isaiah, in Psalms. It's referred to as the word. So when Peter speaks about the word, this water, he's referring to us being immersed in the word of God. And that reflects what baptism is. And this water, it's a picture of constantly washing ourselves in the word, constantly obeying what Jesus has told us to do. Baptism doesn't happen once in your life. It happens daily in your life. 
Whether it's water baptism or baptism in the Holy Spirit, the process of becoming immersed in the word of God is an ongoing thing. It's not something that happens once off. No, it's something that we want to do every single day. We want to celebrate the word of God in our lives. We want to celebrate what Jesus means to us, whether we are willing to obey every command that he has for us, that we are part of who he is and he is part of who we are because if we can see him, we can see the Father and if we can be involved with Jesus and the Father, we know that the Holy Spirit will come and guide us to all truth, the Word. You see, everything about baptism in Scripture revolves around the water. The water in that Scripture, 1 Peter 3.21, now says it saves you. It's not the physical water that's going to save us. Your salvation is secured whether you've been water baptized or not. The only thing you need to do to secure your salvation is believe in the word. You see, that scripture in 1 Peter 3.21 says that this water, which is a picture of baptism, saves you. Not by cleaning you, not by washing you. There was a story, a young girl came to her mother after baptism class and her mother wanted to check that her young daughter had had understood everything there was to know about baptism. And she said, so what does the water mean in baptism? What What does that do for you? And the little girl looked at her with a smile on her face and confidently said, well, the water doesn't clean you. And the mother thought to herself, wow, she must have got this whole process because it's not the water that cleans us. It's Jesus on the inside of us. And the girl promptly then said to her mother, it's the soap in the water that gets us clean. You see, we often mistake that this water baptism process is cleaning us. No, the water is a representation of the word that cleans us and saves us. Can I say that again for those of you who are taking notes? The water is a representation of the word that cleans us and washes us and renews us and refreshes us. It's not some ritual that we go through that makes it good. No, it's just a symbolize, it symbolizes that we have started an ongoing immersion into the word of God. It's an expression that now we're going to live our lives constantly putting ourselves down and according to Matthew 28, 19 and 20, obeying every command that Jesus has given us. That water being a picture of the baptism that saves you, not by removing dirt from your body, but it's a response to God from a clean conscience. Now, having a clean conscience is something that we all long for. Not not waking up in the middle of the night worrying that we've done something wrong, that, that what we said wasn't right, what we've done wasn't good. I don't know about you, but a conscience that pricks me It gives me anxiety, it it rises me up. And as a human psyche, and this is another whole message we could get into, and we will be getting into the conscience during the the next couple of weeks and our midweek services here online, but the conscience is is this process. And when we we don't have a a clean conscience, we in the human psyche react differently. Uh, Some of us cower away and hide 
from the situation. Some of us go out and just sin more so that we can eventually just get rid of that bad thing and have a whole lot of other bad things in our lives to, to hide away. There's a whole process that we go through of trying to have a clean conscience or, or get rid of that inner feeling that we're doing wrong. Well, what baptism does for us, baptism into the word, it's the word that cleans us, it's the word that saves us, and it's the word that comes alongside us and helps us clean our conscience. And this is all effective because Jesus was resurrected. Isn't that what we're celebrating this week? It's Easter weekend. It's Easter week. Why? Because Jesus was resurrected on the third day. And so what did that prove? It proved that his word was true. When he said to his disciples, I will, be, I will rise on the third day, his word was true. So when we are baptized, we are baptized into a word that saves us, that cleanses us, that washes us, and into a word that is true for us. But this water baptism isn't the only baptism that happens in this process of immersing ourselves into the word of God. You see, when we were not believers, when we didn't believe in the word, when we didn't believe in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit was moving on us and trying to help us understand that the word could be trusted and that the word was the only place we could immerse ourselves in to get to a resurrected or a long-term or an eternal state with God. The Holy Spirit wants every single unbeliever, the person or the people that don't believe in the word, they want, he wants every one of those people to believe and be baptized into the word. He wants to introduce everybody to Jesus. So the very first process we went through was that the Holy Spirit began to convince us that Jesus was real and that the word was genuine. So you've already gone through a process by the time you say yes to Jesus of being baptized by the Holy Spirit into Jesus. Did you get that? You see, the Holy Spirit wants you to immerse yourself in the word. And then once we go through the baptism or the water baptism where we proclaim publicly that yes, we are immersed in the word, we're dying to ourselves and we're coming up and doing it the word's way, then we go through a second baptism, which is the water baptism. But then Jesus says that he's not going to just leave us at that baptism where we go down and we come up saying, I'm going to try with everything I've got to stick to the word. No, Jesus said, I'm going to send you a helper to help you constantly be in the word of God and be living a life that is baptized into the word of God. And so he sends us the Holy Spirit. And when we begin to understand that we've been given a whole lot of things by the Holy Spirit, we then allow Jesus to baptize the Holy Spirit into us, completely closing the loop. Baptism introduces us to Jesus. Jesus introduces us to the Holy Spirit, and that loop is closed. The Word washes us and cleans us, but the belief in the Word comes first. The Holy Spirit introduces you to this Jesus and it is the belief in the word, it is the belief in who Jesus is that starts this baptism process. 
Baptism doesn't start once you get here to the front or in your home and you, you want to get in the water and get baptized. No, baptized starts, baptism starts when you allow the Holy Spirit to convince you that Jesus is genuine. Have a look at what it says in Mark 16, verse 16. God's promise says this, the one who believes and is baptized will be saved. You see, we need to believe before we get baptized. We need to believe that the word is true. We need to believe that Jesus is genuine and then we can be baptized. Once we believe, once we say, yes, Holy Spirit, what you've been telling me about Jesus is true and I accept Jesus. Now, a lot of you, just as an aside, might be saying, what do you mean when the Holy Spirit convinces me? Well, for those of us who have been or have come to a relationship with Jesus, you'll know what I mean by when we look back at that period of our lives and we look at the things that happened to the, that, that built up to us accepting Jesus, there was a, there was a lot of things that happened in our lives that we kind of can't accept. I bumped into this person and he said this and then I went here and I got this message from somebody and then this happened and that happened and I just knew that Jesus was for me. Well, all of those little coincidences and all of those little things that just happened at the time of you coming to Jesus wasn't just coincidence. No, it was the Holy Spirit working on your situation so that you could be baptized into Jesus, so that you could get to know Jesus, so that according to Mark 16, 16, you could believe in Jesus. Once we believe in Jesus, Jesus starts, the word starts to wash us and clean us on the inside. Our conscience seems to prick us less. Our, our, our agitation with life seems to, to d- dissipate. We start to get a calmness and a peaceness, a peacefulness about ourselves. And, and now all of a sudden, we want, to, we want to let everybody know that this change has happened on the inside of us. We don't just want to let people think of us like the old person, that we want them to know that we have a new man on the inside of us and that we have been washed and we have been cleaned and we have been baptized into Jesus. And that is when we stand up and with one massive celebration all around Victory Life Church and all around the church all over the world, people come together to celebrate what Jesus has already done on the inside of them. And this baptism, this water baptism then plays a vital role in the life of that believer. And they've put their trust in Jesus and they they are now looking to him him to make us clean. They're looking to him to make us pure. They're looking to him to lead us and guide us to all truth. And then we come out in this water baptism and we make a physical sign of a spiritual reality. It's an external demonstration of what Jesus has done on the inside of us. So step number one towards baptism is allow the Holy Spirit, allow those circumstances to allow you to be baptized, to believe in the word of Jesus, that Jesus is the word and that he is true and that he is real and that he is genuine. And then when you've had that moment, when you are publicly confessing that Jesus is the Lord, Jesus is the Savior, Jesus is the one that cleans you on the inside, you will have a moment where you will want other people know that that has happened on the inside of you and that water baptism is how we celebrate that moment. We celebrate it because baptism in water symbolizes God's unwavering love for us. It reminds us that he sent his son so that we could believe in his son, so that we could believe in him, so that we could have eternal life and our sins could be forgiven. 
It assures us that as we go down under the water, we've been going through a process where we have been dying to the thoughts of ourselves, and now we come up believing in the word, knowing that the word is true, and that we're going to live every moment now looking towards Jesus and his commands. This word baptism comes from the Greek word, which means baptizo, which means to immerse or dip into. So surely then, if we do this water baptism thing and we've become fully immersed and we've been dipped into this water and symbolically show that Jesus has washed us clean on the outside, well, that's the end of it. We've done what we need to do. We've, we've achieved all that we need to achieve. Well, water baptism might be a public profession of a person's repentance and a faith in Jesus Christ, a way of giving outward testimony to an inward work of God, but it doesn't have to stop there. No, if we agree that when we get baptized and we can come up, that hey, sometimes our thoughts start to get the better of the word again in our lives. Sometimes our actions start to cause that conscience to feel not so clean anymore in our lives. We realize that not once washed, we need constant washing. Uh, this is like doing the laundry, ladies and gents. You, you know what I'm talking about. It's, wouldn't it be nice if we only ever had to wash our clothes once and then the dirt just never ever sticks to it again? Wouldn't it be nice if we didn't have to repeatedly put garments into a wash basket and take them to the laundry and, and get them washed and dried and folded and put away? You know, when you have a large family, you realize that, you know what, once washed, it's going to have to be washed again. Well, once we have celebrated Jesus washing us and we go into this baptism process, we come up and sadly, the world and Satan and our own psyche starts throwing mud again. And we need to constantly be washed, constantly be in a state of baptizo, constantly being immersed into, constantly being dipped into Jesus and the word. And so what happens next is, once we've experienced what Jesus can do for us on the inside of who we are, we immediately want to get up and go and have others have that experience. And so we need to keep ourselves clean so that we can help others be clean. We, we, we can't help others and say, wow, being washed clean in the, in the blood of the lamb in Jesus Christ is a wonderful experience when we're covered in mud. So there's two reasons that Jesus now takes us on to the next baptism. The first is the next baptism or the baptism of the Holy Spirit is now something that happens to us. He takes us on and he says, I'm not only gonna help you be immersed constantly. I'm not only gonna help you constantly be baptized, if that's a word in Greek, my apologies to all the Greek folk watching us, but I'm not only going to allow you to be immersed into or dipped into the word once to celebrate this. No, I'm going to send you a helper to help you constantly be immersed in the word. And as we constantly get immersed in the word, we now begin to realize that Jesus's command that he spoke about in Matthew 28, 19 and 20 was to love God, celebrate God loving you, first baptism, baptism of the water, and then go and love others. Keep clean so other people will want to be clean around you too. Other people will also yearn for the word and he's going to send the Holy Spirit to help you help others and give you the necessary gifts to help others. Have a look at what it says in Romans chapter six, verse three to five. Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life 
For we have been united with him in death like his. We will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. You see, this process that we are on is all about celebrating Jesus and what Jesus has done for not just us, but others. Baptism is not, water baptism is not necessary for salvation. Neither is baptism in the Holy Spirit. But it's a great way of celebrating our salvation and celebrating what God is doing through us for others. It, it takes a step of obedience to stand up and say, I not only wish to be water baptized, but I also, if you haven't done so already, wish to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. Second, by being baptized in the water, it affirms us that we understand that we are now in Jesus. We have been washed through Jesus. Our old life is dead. But now, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we begin to see life through the word, not just allowing the word to wash us, but if we immersed in, we look at life through the word. And the word tells us, according to Matthew 28, 19 and 20, Jesus tells us to go to others and baptize them too. So the water baptism is a celebration of what Jesus has done in us and baptism into the Holy Spirit is a celebration that we're now ready to go and take that to others. It reminds us that water baptism and Holy Spirit baptism, it reminds us quite clearly that we don't have to have the doubts of the world, that we are clean enough to go and help others find Jesus. It reminds us that our salvation is assured. It teaches us that we don't have to worry about the doubts and the thoughts of this world. No, we can completely focus and become immersed in the word daily. Daily having a helper that can drive us towards who and what Jesus is. So when should we get baptized? Both water and Holy Spirit. Uh, do I get baptized in the Holy Spirit first and then water baptism? How does that work? Well, you know what? Because it's a personal relationship with God, some people have experienced the baptism in the Holy Spirit first and then got water baptized, and some people have got water baptized and then understood that they must now go therefore and make disciples and have got Holy Spirit baptized. It doesn't matter as long as we are aware of the two baptisms that we need to be constantly going through. We constantly need to be dying to ourselves and we constantly need to lead to help others. It's a constant daily experience and celebration with Jesus. Martin Luther said it this way, it means that our sinful self, with all its evil deeds and desires, should be drowned through daily repentance, and that day after day, a new self should arise to live with God in righteousness and purity forever. Romans chapter 6, verse 4, the Apostle Paul stated it again. He said this, For we died and were buried with Christ in baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Baptism, both water baptism and Holy Spirit baptism, reminds us of this new life that we have in Christ and that Christ has for us and for others. The baptism of the Holy Spirit refers to us being equipped or empowered by God's Spirit to go and help others and to teach others. 
It helps us with the task that Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, to go therefore and help others, baptize others, lead them to the word and lead others to the word of God. Now you might be saying, well, Craig, hang on, this water baptism is good for me. I, I know I need water baptism. I know I need that, that washing and that purifying. Yes, and that's where it starts. Holy Spirit introduces us to the word. We become fully immersed in the word and we know that we have been washed clean and been given salvation. But genuinely think about it. When we have been washed by the word and we start looking at life through the word, we will eventually start beginning to have the mind of Jesus. We will start seeing things through the Jesus lens. We'll be start seeing the world as Jesus saw the world. We'll start seeing loved ones around us as Jesus saw loved ones around us. Surely, if we are immersed in Jesus, if we're completely baptized into Jesus, then we're gonna start seeing the world the way Jesus sees the world. And Jesus wasn't just here for self. He wasn't just here to say, look at what God has done in me. Look at, at what's happening with me. No, Jesus understood that he was sanctioned by God. He was, he was promoted by God. He had been put in place by God. He had been anointed and appointed by God. He was here as Jesus the man to show God off to the world, to show God's love for others. And as a result of that, Jesus comes along and says, you know what, I'm gonna give you a helper to help you and remind you of what's happened on the inside of you so that it can affect and impact others. Jesus then goes along and he baptizes us into the Holy Spirit and gives us a whole lot of gifts in that baptism of the Holy Spirit to go and to reach others. He says in John 14, verse 15 to 18, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not, neither sees him nor knows him. You see, the world cannot look at the world through Jesus's eyes because they haven't been baptized into the word. Jesus says, as soon as you have been baptized into the word, you will be able to, or you will long for, or you will be able to look towards the Holy Spirit. But until such time as you've completely believed and accepted the word, you're never gonna be able to understand the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit comes along and he says that we know him if we believe for he dwells within you and you will be in you and he and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Jesus's whole demeanor around sending us the Holy Spirit was for the love and for the benefit of others. So initially, just to recap, initially the Holy Spirit introduces you to Jesus and once we've been introduced to Jesus and we become baptized into Jesus, into the word, and we become completely immersed in the word, well, then we long for to take that word to others. But you might be sitting there right now going, oh, I don't know if I've got what it takes to tell my neighbor or to show. Remember, you've been washed clean, so you're clean enough to tell everybody. And then it says, you know what? I'm gonna give you some gifts once you believe in the Holy Spirit and once you receive the Holy Spirit that will empower you to go and love others. Gifts that, that will marvel, make you marvel at yourself. You'll think, how did I do that? How did I stand up and say those things? Where did, I, where did that come from? Where did that, how did that happen? 
and you'll see the impact of the word in you bubbling over because of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing, you will then be able to see those gifts coming up naturally, and you will start seeing them impact others and change others and help them bend the knee to the Holy Spirit as they get introduced to Jesus and the word, and the process starts all over again. We celebrate what Jesus has done in us through water baptism, but we celebrate what Jesus has done in us for others through Holy Spirit baptism. Can I say that again? We celebrate what Jesus has done in us through water baptism, but we celebrate what Jesus has done in us for others through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Great Commission itself, where Jesus speaks about this Holy Spirit and baptism and all of the different types of things that have to happen for a believer, the very Grand Commission was given to us for others. So therefore, water baptism can't be the end of it because water baptism is celebrating what Jesus has done on the inside of you and and yet spirit baptism is about what Jesus has done on the inside for you, for others. This baptism equips us to go out for others by giving us these gifts, these Holy Spirit gifts. We see this Holy Spirit not just as the one who introduced us to Jesus, but also as the one that now empowers us to take Jesus to others and do what Jesus has asked us to do. Matthew 28, 9 and 20, obeying every command. The baptism of the Spirit refers to being equipped or empowered by God's Spirit to carry out the task that Jesus has given the church. So to clarify, let's have a look at the steps. Water baptism is fundamentally for self. Holy Spirit baptism is fundamentally for others. Holy Spirit, uh, at least water baptism, is a washing Whereas Holy Spirit baptism is an anointing. Holy Spirit baptism is a purifying. It's a, it's a serving. It's purifying ourselves for others. Whereas water baptism is the celebration of the purifying of what Jesus has done for ourselves. Water baptism is about washing the mud away, taking away the old self, Whereas Holy Spirit baptism is about adding the new self, adding the new gifts too. And so these two baptisms start to work together to make sure that we can fulfill that great commission. Let's take a look at that commission again and see what Jesus said we needed to do. Go and make disciples of all nations. Wow, isn't it wonderful that here at Victory Life Church Online, we can send this message out this weekend to all nations, that you just by being part, by by being part there in your favorite armchair or in your favorite coffee shop, you are being part of something that is going and taking this to all nations. If you are somebody that's already been water baptized and you feel now that the Holy Spirit is pressing on you to get out and do more for others, hey, right Right now, why don't you click on the link or the banner that's been provided for you so that you can start serving others on this platform, not just consuming this message, not just consuming Victory Life Church teachings, not just consuming Pastor Dwayne's teachings, no, but actually now taking them in, allowing Jesus to cleanse you, not just for yourself, but to go out and others. And here at Victory Life Church Online, if you want to affect nations, according to Matthew 28, 9 and 20, we have plenty of opportunities for you to demonstrate 
demonstrate the baptism of the Holy Spirit by going out and helping others. You can volunteer, you can pray, you can host, you can help with email, you can help with the web, you can help in so many ways from wherever you are right now, from wherever you are in the world. And we would love to train you, lead you, guide you, and then send you out to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them, immersing them, says Jesus, in my Father, in me, and in the Holy Spirit. You see, if we can just get people to believe that God exists, baptizing them in the name of the Father, if we could then help them see that the Father sent Jesus Christ, water baptizing them in the name of Jesus, and if we could then just allow Jesus to show them the Holy Spirit, well then we'll have more people being spirit baptized, more people understanding that they've been cleansed on the inside, but not just cleansed on the inside for themselves, but to go to others. And we do this completely, whether it's water baptism or spirit baptism, by immersing ourselves in the word. That's what Jesus closes that command off with, by saying that you can go teach them to obey everything that I have told you or commanded you. Wow. So this baptism is not just a start and a stop, and that's where we are. No, if you feel like you have already been water baptized, but you have become stagnant in your walk, you don't feel like you've been effective with the cleansing that Jesus has had on the inside of you, it's time for you to pray. And we're going to pray this in a few moments. It's time for you to pray that Jesus has introduced you to the Holy Spirit for a reason. He's introduced you to the Holy Spirit. And even though you might have been resisting this thing called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you've already been water baptized, it's time for you to put up your hand and say, I wish to have the gift of the Holy Spirit given to me so I can become effective. I can get up from my mediocrity. I can start a journey. I can start a ministry from wherever you are, whatever age you are, there's still plenty that the Holy Spirit has in store for you. It didn't just stop all those years ago when you were water baptized. No, it's just beginning to happen for you that you can affect change in other people's lives. And if you are somebody that's sitting there today that's saying, I haven't been water baptized or I don't understand why I was sprinkled when with the water when I was a child. Is that baptism? We'd love to be in connection with you and help you better understand your situation of baptism. Please feel free to click on the connect card. Just be in touch with us right now so that we can get hold of you, be in touch with you from wherever you are in the world, and we can help you unpack, answer those questions one-on-one around baptism and what it takes for baptism. If you want to ask more questions, feel free to join our Facebook group group. The the Facebook group link is now being provided for you in the chat room, and you'll be able to get hold of somebody and just ask questions around baptism. Once we get to water baptism, we then springboard onto, onto baptism of the Holy Spirit, and our ministries begin to happen, and world, the world gets changed because of our response. If this message has impacted you in any way, we're going to be praying in a few moments. And while we're praying, I'd like to ask if if you'd like to say, yes, I want to give my life. I want to be water baptized or I want to have more information about spirit baptism. There's going to be a banner that's going to come up during this prayer that's going to say, raise my hand. Just click on that banner, fill out the form. It, it, It really is just a commitment to say, yes, I want to know. I want to go on this journey. And while we're praying, if the Lord prompts you, 
to say, yes, I need to find out more about water baptism or I need to find out more about the Holy Spirit baptism, please just raise your hand, click on that banner, get the details in and we'll be in contact with you one-on-one to discuss what it means, what your next step is and be able to take you through that journey. As we pray together all around the world and in the room right now, as we bow our heads and we just say, you know what, I need to submit, I need to immerse myself in the word. I want to pray that God just works on your heart right now and that you can make that commitment to taking the next step with Jesus and the Holy Spirit to impact the world. Let's pray together and then we'll close out with what's happening in the next couple of days. Father, we thank you so very much that we can respond to who Jesus is in death, burial, and resurrection, who he is at Easter. We can go through the same process And we can die to ourselves, immerse ourselves in the word, allow the word to change us. And as we come up, we are changed, ready to go and help you change the lives of others. Father, as we feel a stirring in our hearts right now, that mediocrity and just staying where we are is not good enough, that we need to press on and do more. Will you just help us take a stand against that mediocrity, that we want to go on and we want to do more? And as we click on that banner right now in response to getting to know more about water baptism or baptism in the Holy Spirit, Father, not only do we want to click on that banner, we want to open our hearts right now and receive that baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just receive an understanding that we were made to change others. We were made to love others. We were made to show your grace to others. And Father God, that nothing that this world has ever told us will ever limit us. No, the Holy Spirit will blow away those limitations, remove those those, those, those bondages, remove the chains and we'll be able to move forward and be able to comply with whatever you have asked us to do. Go therefore, we cannot go if we stuck. And so Father God, we pray right now that the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit come in, in, into our hearts, release us from being stuck, release us from being stagnant, baptize us again and again into the word so we can be motivated to move on and do more and achieve more for you. And we pray this now as we click on those banners, as we make those commitments. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen and amen. Well, it was a wonderful time to be able to join you this weekend as we celebrate baptisms all over Victory Life Church. Please feel free to stick around in the chat room and get to know some of the folk in the chat room. Uh, Stick around, ask some questions, click on the live prayer button if you'd like some one-on-one counsel. There are people in the chat room right now that are ready and are waiting to chat to you and talk to you about your next step, your next commitment. If you would like to know more about next steps and what we're going to be doing, just, just this afternoon, if it's Sunday for you, wherever you are in the world, or whenever you're receiving this message, just know that every single Sunday at 1 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, we go through a process called Next Steps. And if you have clicked on that banner, we'll be reaching out with you with links and how to get to Next Steps and just be able to understand and unpack what your next step is to reach this place of being immersed in the Word daily and helping others get to know who Jesus is and how He can change their lives. Thank you so very much for joining us. I look forward to seeing you at our next midweek services. All the appointments and, and services are on the schedule. You can have a look at that and we'll see you here at Victory Life Church online again very soon. Be blessed.